You know how sometimes you only notice something was there after it's gone? Especially with hearing. Like when you put on a pair of sound-canceling headphones. Or you're in a soundproof booth. And it gets so quiet, you feel the air get a little thicker. And then something breaks it. Say hot dog. Hot dog. Airplane. Airplane. The reason I was in a soundproof booth was for a hearing test. Ice cream. With each one of those beeps, I'm raising my hand to acknowledge that I heard it. They get quieter and quieter. And as they wind their way down to silence, I'm asking myself, would I actually notice if part of my hearing was gone? You see, I haven't been so good to my ears. I've spent years with loud music rattling in my earbuds, choosing the spot right next to the speaker at concerts. Talking on the phone, usually with it pressed up against my face. That is so funny. And ignoring my mom's warnings. Turn it down, you're gonna go deaf! All of that adds up. And once it's gone, it doesn't come back. You see, in our ears, we have one set of very important cells. They're called hair cells. And these tiny cells deep within our ears are responsible for taking all the big, loud noises coming from the outside world and turning them into something your brain can understand. These hair cells are the reason we can hear. But unlike cells in your stomach or on your skin, These cells don't naturally regenerate. Or at least they don't yet. For our final stop on Inside Yukon Tip, we're visiting Frequency Therapeutics, a company developing a treatment to restore lost hearing. And their method is going to be far better than any hearing aid or implant already available. That's because they aren't amplifying sound or adding some device to the ear. They're regrowing hair cells. So to test out your hearing, let's introduce two of the co-founders. My name is Will McLean. Uh, I'm a co-founder of Frequency Therapeutics. I'm Chris Luce, Chief Scientific Officer and co-founder of Frequency Therapeutics. And one last thing. I would be a bad host if I didn't tell you at the beginning of an episode on hearing loss to turn down your volume. So... Turn down your volume! I'm Ali Oshinsky, and this is Inside Yukon Tip. So let's go back to that hearing test. So I printed out your results. That's... My name is Erin Perez. I'm a clinical audiologist and instructor here at Yukon Health. She was the one saying hot dog and cowboy before. And now she's delivering some good news for me. Your hearing across the board is exceptional in both ears. Dr. Perez told me this is typical for someone in their 20s, like me. But for someone in their 60s, maybe someone who played in a rock band, they experience something called... High-frequency hearing loss? High-frequency sounds are sounds with a high pitch, like birds chirping or a whistle. This, for example, is a high-frequency sound. And this is an even higher frequency. If you didn't hear anything just now, it's probably because the hair cells in your ear that translate sounds over 16,000 hertz, are no longer working. 
Humans are born with the capability to hear from 20 to 20,000 hertz. But over time, that range decreases, starting from the top. But I'm no doctor. Let's hear how Dr. Perez explains this. It's because of where those hair cells are in our cochlea that over the course of our life, those hair cells for the higher pitches are getting kind of affected every time we're listening just based on where they are in the body. Mm. So that's why those hair cells and those responses typically show more of a hearing loss. But don't you run off researching hearing aids just yet. This loss is natural. So let's explain how that works with a quick tour through the ear. So sounds from the outside world are that is acoustical energy and then it gets funneled. Basically all sound is vibration. And as it moves from the outside to the inside of the ear, vibrations go through a membrane and a couple of bones, and then they reach the cochlea. The cochlea is a hollow, shell-shaped space. And embedded in it are your hair cells. And they're swimming in a liquid. When those vibrations come in, they shake the liquid, and the hair cells wiggle. Those wiggles turn into a message that can go to your brain. And that's how we interpret all the sounds. Even the loud ones. But those big guys can cause a lot of trouble in here. Sometimes what can happen is the shearing of the hair cells, if it happens too abruptly or if it happens continuously over time, they will not stand upright as as much as we would like them to. And that causes hearing loss. While I was getting my hearing tested, I met up with another doctor. My name is Daniel Roberts. I am a a physician, I'm a otologist, I specialize exclusively in ear-related problems. Both he and Dr. Perez see a lot of patients, because this is a big problem. About one in five Americans has some form of hearing loss. Dr. Roberts explained to me that there's two types of hearing loss. One type happens when vibrations can't move through the ear, maybe because of earwax or fluid from an ear infection. And the other one, that's the one we've been talking about. But I would say the majority of the things that we see in adults are inner ear problems or hearing loss pertaining to hair cell biology and lack of hair cell function. And since we know that hair cells don't grow back, there are limited options for restoring hearing. Uh, outside of you know, auditory rehabilitation with hearing aids, which is the mainstay of rehabilitation for hearing loss, there's also spectacular technology called the cochlear implant. Hearing aids don't actually do anything to fix the hearing. They just turn the volume up so people with a loss can hear those sounds better. And cochlear implants are really incredible, but... The hearing that is obtained with a cochlear implant, while it is spectacular and life-changing, is slightly different than the native hearing mechanism. And you can imagine. So it looks like the bottom line is in preserving the hair cells we have. That's if you're a human. Chickens, on the other hand... Birds and amphibians and fish can regenerate the cells that sense sounds. That's Dr. Will McLean, co-founder of Frequency Therapeutics. The, kind of the holy grail or the missing signal was, well, why is that possible in those systems and not in mammals? The key was to look at other mammalian systems or other species that can regenerate and try to learn from that. And for us, that particular, that, that biggest insight came from that work in the intestine. The work of regrowing hair cells in the air actually started with stem cells in the intestine. But before we go there, let's refresh. Stem cells are cells that have the potential to replicate into other stem cells or transform into another type of cell, 
like a blood cell or a brain cell. You've probably heard of stem cells in reference to embryos. That's because an embryo's biggest job is to keep growing or to create cells with a specific purpose. But it's not like stem cells stop replicating on the day we're born. They're all over our bodies, and they keep working for our whole lives to make us the cells we need. So all this was pretty interesting to the people at Frequency. The big picture was to be able to understand how can we teach the body to heal itself. That's Dr. Chris Luce, the chief scientific officer and another co-founder of Frequency Therapeutics. He and Will met through the lab of two Boston-based researchers, MIT professor Dr. Bob Langer and Harvard Medical School professor Dr. Jeff Karp. Chris had met them a few years before when he co-founded a company called Sempris with David Lucchino, an entrepreneur. Eventually, the five of them would come together to form Frequency Therapeutics. But back then, Bob and Jeff were looking at a stem cell called LGR5 in the intestine. Your intestinal lining actually reforms itself every five days entirely. It recreates itself. And this recreation was why they were interested. So they studied how are the stem cells in the intestine so active? What cues do they get from their neighbors and other cues from the body keep them so active? From that research, a question arose. I wonder if I could use similar cues to turn on dormant stem cells elsewhere in the body on demand to recreate tissue. Spoiler alert, they wondered right. In the meantime, Will was working on that same cell in the ear. They figured out what those communication signals were and drugs that act in the same way, and they found that they could control those stem cells in the intestine to become whatever cell type in the intestine they wanted. It turns out your inner ear has the same stem cell, but it doesn't repair at all. Did you hear that? No, I'm not being cute. This is important. It turns out your inner ear has the same stem cell. Your ear has stem cells in place that can regrow these one-chance-only hair cells. I know, it's confusing. Why are they there if they don't work? I talked to both Will and Chris about this, and it seems that somewhere along humans' evolutionary history, our hair cells decided to quit it. Even though evolution decided to leave these stem cells behind, they still work. They're just dormant. Frequency has discovered the right amount and the right combination of drugs to activate regrowth. And they've already been able to replace hair cells lost from loud noises. And so what we do is uh, we can actually inject drug behind your eardrum um, into your middle ear, which is an air-filled space. That same membrane that I described that, that moves the fluid, the drugs can actually diffuse across that. So then they'll go into the inner ear, um, make contact with the stem cells, and provide that, uh, those missing cues that say, okay, now it's time to regenerate and make more cells for hearing. The fact that we have stem cells in our ears is what makes Frequency's approach so promising. Unlike some other stem cell solutions being researched today, Frequency doesn't have to move stem cells from one place to another. Because the stem cells in your tissue already know what they need to become. And if you can, can just control or guide them to repair themselves, then uh, the outcome is better. It's much easier than trying to put cells in the right spot in the body. And they're doing this with success already. They'll be in clinic within a year. And it's also endorsed by some of our favorite ear people. Frequency Therapeutics is uh, a real gem for this community, and it also is 
a unique company in the sense that it is pursuing a target that has been elusive for many scientists and uh, drug discovery companies for many years. And I do believe that they're going to make some major clinical headway. And I believe that's going to happen in the near future. For Dr. Roberts and other clinical hearing specialists, this is an exciting treatment that they've never been able to offer before. Hearing restored. And because of this, they might be able to reduce other consequences of hearing loss. Well, hearing loss is, is a very isolating experience. Um, and, you know, this is a fundamental part of being human, is communicating with others, being involved in society and conversations. Um, so uh, even starting with relatively mild hearing losses, uh, people find it socially very difficult. In researching for this episode, I came across a study showing a direct relationship between degrees of hearing loss in a patient and the likelihood that they would develop dementia or Alzheimer's later in life. As hearing declines, patients struggle to understand words in conversation. Then their brains have to work harder to understand the messages they do get. And all of that work wears away at their cognitive reserve, which is the mind's resistance to damage. Our ears are so fundamental to communication and well-being. For example, the sounds of nature can soothe us. Music can evoke good feelings. Or bad ones. And with a simple addition, sound can take you to a scene. Or push you out of it. Good morning, Springfield. Time to hop out of bed. We live our lives around sounds. Our attention is so tied to volume. If it's too loud, we resist and stop listening. But once it's too low, listening takes more work. Can you hear me down here? And when it's gone, it's gone. What frequency therapeutics hopes to give back to patients is more than their hair cells. Half of communication is listening, and they're giving that half back. One way to see what frequency therapeutics is doing is by looking at how they will regrow hair cells. Another way is to listen to the world around you. Take in the sounds you love and imagine giving them back to somebody who's lost them. Special thanks go to Mustafa Analui, Paul Parker, Paige Rassid, and Jessica McBride. The voices you heard in this episode were Dr. Aaron Perez, Dr. Daniel Roberts, Dr. Chris Luce, and Dr. Will McLean. And thank you, Dr. Perez and Dr. Roberts, for checking my hearing. To learn more about Frequency Therapeutics, please visit FrequencyTX.com. That's F-R-E-Q-U-E-N-C-Y-T-X.com. Or visit tip.yukon.edu for info on this company and all the others at TIP. Inside Yukon Tip is a production of Pod Stories and was produced by me, Ali Oshinsky. 
To learn more about Pod Stories and to get updates about our next project, check out podstories.net. P-O-D-S-T-O-R-I-E-S.net. And while you're over there, stay in touch and sign up for our newsletter and maybe a personalized love note from me. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. I'm Ali Ushinsky, and this has been Inside Yukon Tip, making the technology of tomorrow today. Thank you.